What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Byler Bomb Show. I am your host, Austin Byler, and today we feature a very special guest, Brecken Williams, right-handed pitcher out of the University of Missouri. He's with the Arizona Diamondbacks organization right now, and this dude's just overcome a lot of adversity in his career. He's pushed through a lot, grinded through it, and now he's at the high A level, getting ready to make that next jump. I'm super proud of him. I'm excited to bring you guys what he has to say. A lot of wisdom, just a lot of experience in the game of baseball playing at the highest of levels in the SEC conference as well as in professional baseball and he's got a lot of tips for you guys out there who want to make it to the big leagues who want to get to that next level thank you guys for tuning into this show remember to go check out majorleagueuniversity.com as we are inspiring youth athletes to chase their dreams and to focus on the mental side of the game as it is so important to the development of them on and off the field and we are just excited to bring you guys more guests like Brecken so Go ahead and check out Major League University, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Byler Bomb Show. I'm your host, Austin Byler, and today we have a very special guest, Brecken Williams, out of Joplin, Missouri. He was a fourth-round pick out of the University of Missouri, played in the SEC. He's the single-season school record for saves, third in program history, and that's incredible being in the SEC. I mean, that's an incredible conference, as most of you guys know. Um, Three-sport athlete in high school, four-year honor roll. The guy does it all. He was a mid-season stopper of the year watch list award uh, a contestant in college, which for those of you who don't know, that's for the best reliever in college baseball, period. So he's one of the 15, 20 best college relievers coming out of college into the Diamondbacks organization. He's played there for the last four years now. Uh, played at multiple levels, been all over the place, and he's grinding away, man. This dude's got the work ethic of a freaking horse, and he gets after it every single day. And to be a teammate of his, to be around a guy that works that hard, who's battled adversity, which we'll touch on here in a little bit, um, going from injuries, going from getting moved different places, a real uncertain future. And for a lot of guys, it's not easy to handle, but this dude knows how to handle the toughest situations in the world. I really respect that out of you, Brecken, man. I'm super excited to have you on the show, man. Welcome. Dude, man, thank you. That's a, that's a heck of an intro, man. You just got me hyped up. <laughs> I'm working on my intros, man. I'm trying to become a little hey, better at them, so I figured I'd pump you up a little bit. On, you nailed it. <laughs> Do a little homework, I guess. Um, well, cool, man. Let's go ahead and get started, bro. I mean, you're in the Diamondbacks organization, but, but take these guys kind of on your journey, like through that high school into college phase and then now into professional baseball. What's your journey been like, man? Oh, man, it's, uh, it's been a dream, to be honest. Uh, ever since I can remember, you know, even like, going back before high school, like playing professional baseball is what I wanted to do. And, and I'm sure just like a, you know, a lot of kids with that dream had a lot of teachers growing up, especially in high school, like, well, you, you might want to have a backup plan. Like, what would you do other than baseball? You know, I still haven't found that answer, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to still be playing. So, definitely, uh, it's been a dream. But, uh, like you said, high school, as a three-sport athlete, I uh, love football, love basketball. I, I love I love to compete. And so, anything I can get out there and just, you know, bang bodies and, and just compete, you know, I'm always down with. And I enjoyed every second of high school sports. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's like anybody else, I miss it. But, uh it always came back to baseball. You know, that was always my, my love and my passion. And I was lucky enough to, like you said, go to the University of Missouri. And uh, I took a lot of pride in that. Uh, I loved every second of being a home state kid playing for, you know, the University of Missouri. 
And that, to me, was just uh, was a big accomplishment. And just, like you said, playing the SEC was, was amazing. Fast forward three years, always, the dream was always to play professional baseball. And like, I was lucky enough to have the Diamondbacks pick me up. And I've been doing that ever since. So that, that was just kind of spark notes. But uh, that's, that's where I'm at right now. No, man, absolutely. I mean, being a hometown kid, for me at least, being in Arizona, I wanted to play for Arizona State or University of Arizona. So I can't even imagine how that felt for you. Like, you're a hometown kid in Missouri, and you get to go play for your hometown team. Like, how was that experience there in college? How did the SEC prepare you for the next level? Uh, Man, just, I kind of had like a chip on my shoulder just like being a home state kid, going to the the University of Missouri Missouri and everything. Um, and I was lucky enough that, that my first year in 2013 was the first year in the NCC. And so I didn't have any prior experience to Big 12 ball or, or what. I came in, you know, we were throwing straight to the fire. And, man, it was a, it was a grind. You know, it, um, I definitely learned a lot about myself fast because that's a league where uh, you get exploited very, very fast. It's a lot, a lot like football. Um, you got to make adjustments on the fly. You really find out what you're good at and what you're bad at. And, you better improve on what you're not so good at so you can compete every day. And it took every bit of the three years out of that Missouri to get myself prepared for pro ball. There's no doubt about that. Um, I definitely didn't go into college as a professional baseball player. I wasn't um, an Alex Bregman type or a, t- a guy like that came in as a freshman in college and it was like it was just a matter of time before he was in professional baseball. Um, I definitely had to work to get myself to that level. And uh, it took every bit of the three years there. And just as far as the competition, I mean, it's, I mean, going out on a Friday night in the SEC is, it's like watching double A pitching every single night. You got, you got two horses for both teams coming out and they're going to get you five to seven strong and it's going to be super impressive. And then every guy they roll out after that is going to be just as good as better for three or, three or five outs. And so, um, okay. when I got there and I was really just, um, kind of blown away with how good everyone was. Um, there, you know, there's there's no lack of talent through any lineup or through any staff. And, um, everybody rolls out dudes that are ready to go and ready to compete. And so I found out fast that I wasn't quite where I needed to be yet, and uh, I got myself figured out. And I, I just put my head down and started grinding, man. And then, like I said, I can't stress this enough. It took me every bit of the three years of that Missouri to get myself ready for pro ball. Dude, absolutely. I mean, that's one, it takes a man to admit it. A lot of guys coming out of high school, especially nowadays with these crazy draft parties and these like signing days where you're tweeting everything that even happens in your life. You go take the dog on the walk and you're, and you're tweeting it. Like <laughs> everything you do is on Twitter or somewhere, right? And you coming out of, coming out of high school, like, like you said, you weren't highly touted. You weren't this big draft prospect. You weren't somebody that everybody was looking at, like, hey, in a couple of years, he's going to be a first-rounder, or he's going to be a first top-five-rounder. Well, what do you know? You go in there, you work hard, and you end up being a fourth-round draft pick. That's incredible. We'll touch on that in a minute. But let's touch on the fact of that work ethic, man. I mean, relentless pursuit after your dreams. Like, you didn't take no for an answer. You got thrown into the fire into the SEC and you're the career leader in saves at your school. I mean, I, l- I looked up your stats. Dude. I did a little stock in action. You know, <laughs> I put on my crazy girlfriend pants for a minute, and it was like, man, this dude just shoved everywhere he's been, even in professional baseball, battling the adversity. So how did your work ethic propel you for the next level and prepare you for that next level? Um, 
it was really, um, honestly, instilled me like all growing up. I was fortunate enough to go to to Web City High School, which is right next to Joplin, and uh, we have a very, very good high school football program there. And they always preach, you know, do your job. Like we're here to do one thing, and that's do our job right next to the guy next to us. If everyone, all you know, everyone out there in that field does our job, we're going to be in a good spot. And so going into college, I knew I had that mindset of if I take care of what I can take care of, like. And I just focused on that. I'm going to get in the spot that I need to be. And, you know, I think hard work and um, my passion like that is contagious. I think when you see guys working like that and guys that are putting their nose to the ground and they're just showing up day in and day out to to just to just punch the clock and work, man, I think that's contagious. And I think um, that's really, like, what set the tone for me, like, up until this point in my career. And I think it'll set the tone for the rest of my life in anything that I do is I, I'm just willing to get prepared and outwork other guys. Um, I'm not the most athletic guy. I don't throw very hard, but I pride myself on outworking and outpreparing everyone that I play with or play against. And so when I got to college, it was uh, really quickly, it was apparent to me that I was not at the level that I needed to be. And so I was like, all right, what do I need to improve on? Uh, I need At that point, I needed to throw more strikes and I needed to throw harder. Well, I wasn't going to pitching games. I think those strikes, so that was number one of my oh, number one of my you know chalkboard. Yeah. No more strikes. So I spent pretty much the entire freshman year, you know, just working on getting myself in the zone because I was a little wild coming out of high school, and I ended up only walking like five guys. I think my freshman year with like twenty innings, and so um, I was like, "All right, you're a strike throw now. Let's build off of it. Now we need to throw harder. Now we need to get stronger." you know, more explosive, all that stuff. And I spent the next year doing that, getting better. And uh, after my sophomore year, the Vila went up a little bit. Number, uh, ELA went down, Watch was still the same. And I was like, all right, you're, I have a good base of where I need to be. Like, I know I can go out there and compete now. Now I want to go out and dominate. And I was like, what do I need to do? And uh, we, uh, I was lucky enough to be at Missouri whenever we started getting the mental strength, uh, mental strength coaches coming. Like, uh, I don't know what the right word for that is, uh, just like a, uh, like mental strength per- coaches. Yeah, peak performance guys. Yeah, peak performance, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I stayed up there for a second. You're good. And man. I, I, I did. I do that time to time. <laughs> but uh, uh, I really bought into that stuff. I was like, uh, I kind of knew, like, I'm not going to be a guy that throws 100. Like, as hard as I try, like, it's just probably not in the cards for me. And so I really bought into, um, like, the mental aspect of the game and just, not only physically being prepared, but like mentally being in the moment and a step ahead of everyone that I played. And from there, man, really like that, my junior year really just everything started clicking for me. And it just snowballed into getting a type pro ball. And from there, I've just tried to, to build on it every single year. Dude, that's incredible, man. Being able to take your experiences, understand your abilities, understand what you do well, what you need to improve on, and how you can execute that on a daily basis takes a lot of maturity especially at that level man we go into college and you know as well as i do it's it's not always the easiest transition it's not always the easiest transition to also stay out of trouble i mean there's a lot of distractions going on especially nowadays for kids and athletes and people in general and it's tough but the mental side of the game man, the mental side for me with major league university and everything we're doing i mean we're based strictly on the mental side of the game we believe so strongly in this that we know what it can do for athletes. We know that it separates the good from the great, the average from the good. 
and it's what's going to help guys not only just transition from college into pro ball, but transition from college into life, high school into life, pro ball into no, life. No, absolutely. Right? Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more. I think something that uh, a lot of people struggle with and something that I feel like I've always been good at and I've always been told I was good at is that I, I knew myself. I've always had a good idea of who I was and I always trusted that and stuck to it. And I think, especially now, like you said, in the day of social media and just pretty much all aspects of everybody's life is out there for people to see. People kind of lose sight of who they really are and they try and put on a persona or act differently in a certain, around a certain group or um, they just try and blend in to their surroundings where I just felt like I, you know, I kind of, I don't want to say I beat them on the drum because I wasn't necessarily alone. Like I got, I got a lot of friends and everything, but I definitely knew what I wanted and I always stayed true to that. And I think that that was something that I was ahead of probably where I was at in age uh, when I was in college is I was able to accept that who I was and stick to it and trust it and, and just, you know, enjoy the journey on that. Exactly, man. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy every process, everything that comes along your way. We'll get into that in a minute, but dude, fourth round draft pick, like that's pretty dang good. Anything in the top 10 is considered very good in my opinion. And going in the fourth round with the first pick of the fourth round, I mean, looking back, do you wish you were the last pick of the third round? <laughs> hey, no, third round. Man, I was, uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you could always say that, but I I never wanted to have where I was picked to find me. You know, either I was a 30th round draft pick and or, you know, a first round draft pick. I didn't want to have where I was picked up to find me by any means. I want to, I want when people see me in the locker room or, or wherever I go play, I want them to have to ask how high I was drafted or ask, like, where I've been and stuff because they have no idea because I, I just carry myself in a way that um, is true to myself and, and true to what I've been through. And so I never want to be the guy that walked in puffing his chest, like, oh, look at me, I was a fourth-rounder. Uh, and I also didn't want to walk in and, like, you know, be a scared dog by any means. So I just tried to uh, just – I kind of get away from that of just that feeling of, like, oh, I have a lot of pressure because I'm a high-round draft pick or lack thereof if you're a lower-round guy. I just think, hey, we're all playing the same game. Everyone's got the same shot. Let's just let's do it together and just grind. Yes. Absolutely, man. Let's get this thing done. Let's enjoy the relationships that we built. And the thing that you mentioned that really rings home to me is that you didn't let it define you. So many times in our lives, we let little things define us. We let a, a round define us. We let um, a bad pitch or a bad at bat or a bad game or a bad season define who we are as people. And as athletes, we go home to these Thanksgiving dinners. We go home to Christmas. And all people want to talk about is your baseball or your football or your basketball. They don't even ask about you. And something I heard this last summer, I mean, my last uh, last couple of weeks of playing ball ever, this pastor came in and he said, you have a name before the game. And it rang home to me because we do have a name before the game. We were named Brecken. We were named Austin. We have a real name. Like we are people as well. Everybody has a name. Your job doesn't define you. What you do outside of baseball, what you do in baseball, none of it defines who you are. Your career does not. And I think you realizing that, man, at an early age, being a, a, a high rounder, somebody who could easily go in and puff his chest out and, and gloat the big money and gloat the big starstruck everything that kind of comes along with it, you didn't do it. You stayed humble. You, you stuck your nose to the grind and you keep grinding, man. 
and, and I respect that out of you, and that's why we're here today. And I think we got a bright future uh, I, together, man. I appreciate it, man. That, that means a lot. And uh, something I'd like to say uh, just real quick is that even though, like, I felt like I've always known myself and I've always, I didn't want to let that define me, like, that doesn't mean that it, I don't struggle with it. Um, like, you, you can ask my wife, like, the bad day at the yard, like, it takes me a minute when I get home to kind of let that go before I settle in and just go back to being, you know, myself and her husband, a brother and a son, and et cetera. Um, I'm still working on that today, but, you know, like, and the highs are the highs, and, and there's lows with the low. Um, you know, bad day at the yard, I'm down. I have a good day at the yard. I come home, and I'm, I'm king of the world, and everything's ecstatic and exciting and, and bright. And then the next day, you know, you could be, I don't want to do anything but lay in my bed because, I, have, you know, I got shelled to dangle or whatever. So it's definitely not something that I've perfected by any means or expect to perfect, but um, I just try to remind myself when I get too high or too low that, hey, we're going out tomorrow and doing the same thing and just just uh, kind of sit in the moment with the fact that I get to play baseball for a living and, and just enjoy it. Dude, that's big time. Now, how do you do that? Like, what kind of tools do you have? Because we have a lot of high school coaches, college coaches, high school and college athletes, even some pro athletes listening to this podcast, and they're listening intently because – People respect who you are. They see what you do. They know who you are. They understand everything that you've done in your career up to now. And they want to know, like, what can I take away from this? What can I do and implement in my game to maybe flush the bad outing a little quicker or flush the bad at bat? So what's maybe a tool that you use or maybe some advice that you would give to some kids out there, coaches out there, to help those athletes flip the switch, man, and come back the next day ready to go and not take their performance on the field um, home with them to their girlfriend to their wife to their families oh all right that's that's a tough one um I, something i've been trying to do like, i'm gonna try i'm gonna break this into two separate parts like the first part i'm yeah. gonna go um like outside of playing like not the, like not a game just like at home like just try and be in the moment um and uh, so like when you're at the field be at the field you know work on your craft you know go Go through a short box if you want to, you know, work up the pitches or a long toss that day if you're not pitching or whatever, whatever it may be. But like when you're doing it, like be in the moment, be there, and that's your focus. Like clear your head, everything up, and be there. And just like that, when you leave the field and you go home or you go wherever you're going, be there. Leave what happened at the field there that day. It's done. It's over. You can't go back and fix it. And so, good, bad, ugly great it doesn't matter leave it at the field and go home and be with the family and be there because then that helps me truly like clear my mind um i, I try and use the commute before um like before like on the way to the field and leaving the field is my time to kind of take a couple deep breaths and get myself focused like on the way to the field i try to clear my head and enjoy some music maybe let's go, maybe listen to this podcast maybe listen to another podcast whatever it may be so i clear my head listen to stuff and when i show up the field i lock in i get my work in and when I leave, take a couple deep breaths on the way home, and I go home and I, I try and be the best husband I can to my wife, and just go from there. And kind of truly to whenever you're, like, say, there's a game that you're, you're playing the game, you're going to pitch, you're going into hit, be there. You know, that's your job at that point is to be on the mound or be in the box or whatever you're doing in that game, and just be there and, and own it. Look at the grass around you. See, look at the stands. Like, all right, understand where you're at, and understand that you're where you're supposed to be, and and trust the work you put in. 
And that that's something that helps me kind of disassociate life at the field and life away from it. Because if you don't disconnect yourself, you just you just keep running yourself in your head over and over and over again. And you never truly leave the field and then you get home and it's just you're constantly thinking about it. You show up the next day and everything that you did last night, good or bad, is so vivid in your mind that it's more likely to happen again. And so I just, like, like I said, just try and disassociate um, from the field and, and game day. Or, you know, for us in season, like every day is game day, but like disassociate where you're at a, at a certain time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, the thing that really sticks out to me, understanding you're where you're supposed to be. Like you said, look around at the stands, look around at the atmosphere, look around at the clouds if there are any, look around at the lights. I mean, the team, there's so many cool things to take in. And, and a tool that my, basically my mentor back in freshman year of college, he, he really just helped me find the mental side of the game and realize how important it was. And he said, hey, because I was dealing with anger. I mean, I get pissed off. I, I get upset. I throw a bat. I throw a helmet, whatever. And he finally said, Austin, like, go out there. When you get to the field this year, like, this is all I want you to do. For the first 30 seconds, I want you to look around that baseball field, wherever you're at. If you're in New Mexico, if you're in Nevada, if you're in Hawaii, and look around the atmosphere. Look at your surroundings. Take it all in. Breathe. Smell the dirt. Smell the, the grass. Like, smell the air around you. And just take it in. And what it helped me do, man, just like what it's helping you do, is stay in the moment. Staying focused on the task at hand, being able to handle the adversity and, and maybe be able to handle some failure a little better. So now you're not so reactive, you're more responsive. And I think that's a big tool that, like you said, athletes can take into their game immediately and implement that because no matter what, you're, you're usually playing at a different field almost every day. And you've got an opportunity to cherish that moment. You're where you're supposed to be. God's put you in a position to succeed in this moment. For some reason in your life, it, it's setting you up for something bigger and better. And once you start to realize that, especially being outside of the game for me now, like I really realize what the game gave to me. Um, and it's, it's truly amazing what the opportunity you have right now playing professional baseball is uh, for your future, man. So going into just playing pro ball, How's this experience been, man? Like, take us through it. I mean, a lot of guys are sitting out there like, what do you do in pro ball? Like, how do you deal with 700 games in a season in a spring training where you don't get paid? Like, take us through it, man. Take us through the works. Man, it's, uh, it's awesome. Like, it's all, like I guess it's all I've ever wanted. I just want to play baseball every single day. Like, if I'm, when I'm away from the field, I want to be, like, I want to go sit, I want to go, feel the dirt, I want to go throw the baseball, I want to, you know, I want to experience all there is that baseball has to offer every single day. And so when I got that call in that June of 2015, and it was just, it was just a dream come true, and you know, you know as well as anybody, like, you get that call, and three days later we were we were in Arizona, and you were no longer a college athlete, you know, you're immediately a professional. And so uh, it happens fast, man, and then, you know, before you know it, we're in games and experiencing it, you're playing every day, like, you're grinding, uh, and then it's just like that first year, it's like almost like a blur. Like you just, like I, I remember more of it now than I did two years ago because it's been a while, but it's like, it's just stuck with me and it's just such a blessing to be able to experience it. And I'm happy, um, like honestly, just with getting the, being able to do it. And from there, man, it's, it's a grind. Like there's, there's no joke that you know, everyone always talking like, oh yeah, you, well, you play seven months out of the year, but then you get four or five off. I'm like, yeah, well. 
the four or five months off, I'm probably actually working more than I do in season because we're playing every day. And so I have to explain that, like, even though I'm in the off season, like, I'm training six days a week, I'm throwing five days a week. Uh, you know, all all the intangibles that make you a professional, um, I'm, I still have to take care of year-round, even though I'm technically not working for, you know, half of it. And so it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's, I just... I think I just try and take it day by day and just enjoy every second of it. Definitely, man. Enjoying where you're at. Just like we said before, man, enjoying the scenery, enjoying the opportunity before you. I mean, you've got a unique opportunity. Who knows where you're going to go once you get moved out? I mean, we'll hit on this next topic in a minute, but just knowing that you have a chance to go play every day is a true blessing, man. That's, that's awesome. And, and you're working your butt off. You've been grinding all spring. Ready? I'm sure you're anxious to get out there, man. Now, the adversity aspect, because this has been big in your career for sure with a couple injuries now. How do you deal with adversity? How do you deal with an injury that is severe? I mean, you said you had Tommy John, correct? Yeah, yeah, Tommy John in August of 2016. Yeah, 2016. Okay, and then you've got a shoulder issue going on now that hopefully is in the past. We'll just put that behind us. (laughs) Um, That's the plan. But how do you deal with that adversity, man? Like, literally the game was stripped from you for a year. So how do you deal with that right there? And how did that make you realize how, like, amazing this opportunity is for you in your career? Uh, honestly, to start off, I think it helped me not take the game so serious. Like, mm, I yeah. the biggest thing it did for me was that. Is, um, like I said before, so I struggle with just taking the field with me when I leave. And I was way worse at that in college and, and my first year in Pro Bowl. And I think... Having Tommy John, having surgery, having that game pulled away and you become a bystander for a year, it really just kind of put things in perspective. And it was like, all right, my worst day out there isn't that bad. And I just tried to try to build off that, man. I, my biggest thing is I just try and focus on what I can control. And what I can control is my work ethic, where my head's at, and, you know, and – I don't know if I can think of another one, but those are the definitely two of the things I try and focus on. Is like, where am I? At? Where am I at mentally? And am I getting my work there? Am I working hard? And I try and just take take it day by day. Go get my work in. Make sure I'm positive in my mindset, and then just you know repeat the day over and over again. And it, it can be tough at times, especially on 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 a, like darker days, like tough days. Maybe you know, maybe you have a setback. Maybe. Maybe my elbow at that time wasn't feeling as good coming out of surgery, and I have a bunch of doubts coming in about, is it fixed, and am I going to need it again, or et cetera. And now with the shoulder, it's like, you know, well, am I broken? Am I fixed? And am I going to be able to pitch tomorrow? Am I going to be as good as I was before, or anything like that? And that's nothing I can control. Like, the big man upstairs has a plan for me, and if that's for me to get hurt again, it's going to get hurt again. Um, if it's for me to flourish, it's to flourish, but that's something that's out of my control and so I just try and really hone back and being in that moment and understanding where I am and in all aspects like I think I'll probably keep coming back to that almost anything you ask but try and just come back and understand like where I'm at right now and I'm, I'm where I need to be and I'm progressing to where I want to be and to just take it day by day and, and just make sure that mentally I'm there uh, and that I'm, I'm being positive myself and two that I'm, I'm working as hard as I can to get there and then after that, you know, there's not a whole lot 
else I can do to control. You know, I can't. Um, you as anybody knows, we don't we don't get to pick where we get to play. Otherwise, we'd all be big leaders. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> that'd be a pretty easy decision in my book, but you know, <laughs> so I try and uh, try and not look at the game that way. I try and look at the game in a positive way and and just enjoy where I'm at, even though it's not where I want to be, and take it day by day. Um, and man, just just stay just stay strong and stay faithful, and let everything take take its place. Man, thank you for tuning in to the Bother Bomb Show. I hope you're enjoying today's podcast. Just want to give a quick shout out to some of our sponsors, Harmony Bats, just an amazing bat company out of Charleston, South Carolina. Really just in it for the greater good of the communities, getting into communities, helping that next generation of athletes find some peace, find some love, find some happiness in their game, and just bringing that fun back to baseball. It's amazing to see what they're doing throughout the world, working on some amazing projects, and I'm excited to see what they have coming up next. Check out HarmonyBats.com and use code BILER to receive over 10% off your next order. And then we've got the Positive Vibe Movement. This is just an amazing movement as well, really helping raise awareness for mental health. Um, mental health is so close to my heart and so dear to my heart that I just love this movement. I love what they're about, really helping raise awareness. Everybody's going through a struggle. Everybody has a story, and they're just really trying to help everybody in this world, help them find peace, find love, and find happiness as well. So go check out the positivevibemovement.com. Use code BILER to receive over 10% off of your next order. Man, now the guys out there, this is... A professional baseball player, a fourth-round draft pick, the SEC Missouri leader in saves, one of the best players in the SEC that year, actually probably overall career as a reliever. I mean, you had three stellar years. And have you noticed how simple he's made the game for himself? And it's taken trial and error. It's taken going through failures and adversity and injuries and different aspects in your life that come at you unexpected you don't want to get hurt you don't want to not play you don't want to not be in the big leagues you don't want to be in extended spring training but the fact is is things happen to you that are out of your control and the more that we focus on those uncontrollable things like you're talking about the more our career spirals downward but the more we can focus on the the things that we can control our positive self-talk our mindset, how we show up to the field, how we work when we're at the field, our intent, being where our feet are, being in the moment. All of these things are controllable. It doesn't matter if we're 0 for 4, we have a fit that bat and an opportunity to win the ball game. It doesn't matter if we're getting shelled on the mound, maybe we can get our team in off the field one out quicker to where they can go in and get some runs back for me on the mound and help each other out. So it's a team game. It gets so individualized and I think going into pro ball, it kind of caught me off guard because you see the individualized aspect of the game a little more. And it's sad, but it's true because you've got to be a team. You've got to play together. And if you play together, everybody's going to flourish. Everybody's going to go where they want to go. And you're going to get sent to double A, triple A, the big leagues. And things are going to work out for you. Because if the team does well, everybody does well. But when you start getting in your own head and thinking about the uncontrollables and thinking about things just outside of your spectrum, it, it affects your game so much. And I want to hit on this aspect, Brecken, is the positive self-talk. You mentioned the self-doubt creeping into your mind. Am I not good enough? Am I going to ever be as good as I once was? Now, that's got to be tough to deal with because we've all dealt with that. Everybody in this world has. If you, if you say you haven't, you're lying, <laughs> and, and that's just pure facts. But 
How did you deal with that with your positive self-talk and continually telling yourself how good you are and that you do belong? Honestly, I man, it was uh, just a lot of like self-evaluation. Like mm, when I yes. when I when I first got hurt with um, with Tommy John, I didn't immediately get surgery, and so we tried to rehab it for three months. And I can't tell you how deep in the Google sphere I got most nights, just researching everything I could about how to make myself a healthier overhead throwing athlete. Um, how can I? any stretches, any lifting drills, anything like that that I could do that would help me be a better baseball player. And I watched a ton of film of myself, and I honestly had to just evaluate myself next to the guy next to me, next to Clayton Kershaw, next to Max Scherzer, guys that I look up to and guys that I want to be like when I, at some point in my career, and just understand like where I'm at compared to them. And like I said, quick, like I, I saw that when I was a freshman in college and I wasn't up to par. And I, then I came in the pro ball and I was like, okay, I can do it. I have the chance. And then I got hurt and I was like, all right, I need to figure some stuff out. And when I sat down night after night, just looking over film, numbers, velos, pitches, anything you could think of, I quickly found out again, I wasn't where I needed to be. And so I just... um really had to evaluate myself and understand and kind of start over almost. And so, mm. and I fight, I fight myself, you know, those, every single night. Was, Man, well, what, what if I come back and I don't throw this hard? What if I come back when I'm, I, I'm never healthy again? Or, well, none of those, none of my thoughts at that point in my career were, man, I'm going to be, I'm going to throw 95. I'm going to be the best pitcher ever or anything like that. And that was a, just a mistake on, on my part. Whereas I could have spent that year and a half I spent rehabbing Tommy John mentally in a better place than I did. Than I did. And the second time around, not saying I've done any better, but there's definitely better days that I have because I might have had a bad day at the field, but I got to throw and I felt better. Maybe my stuff wasn't that good, but I'm better. And so that is just a, that's a win for the day. So that chalked it up as a win, I go home happy rather than sitting and overanalyzing everything over and over and over again and just digging myself deeper in the trenches of a dark spot that I don't need to be in. Oof. Yeah, no, you're so right. And we can we can let those thoughts spiral downward and, and get into that depression hole where we're just succumbed to our own selves and we're, we're hurting because of our own thoughts, our own mind that just is continually spinning downward. Or we can kind of take it, the bulls by the horn and just say, screw it, man. I'm going for this. Like, I do belong. Like, what do you mean Absolutely. I don't belong? I'm the best out here. Even if you don't think it, I believe it. And if you don't believe you're the best in everything that you do, something's wrong with you. That's confidence right there. You've got to have confidence, right, in anything you do. Especially being a closer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, you got to come in guns to the wall, man. You're blazing out there. And you're just throwing cheese and pumping it by people and probably staring them down and then walking off the mound feeling like the man, right? Absolutely. You have to. Um, something I'd like to just say, too, like for everybody out there, like perception is reality. Ooh. Like create your own world out there in all aspects of life. Like you're having a bad day, like it's crazy to me. Like I'll be having a bad day and then some days when I figure it out, I can just look around and it's like, all right. In my head, I'm like, all right, now I'm 
in two weeks I'm out of here, and two months I'm being double A, and three months I'm gonna be in triple A ball, and like, you create this vision and this perception, and then I'm out of that dark spot, and it's just, you know, it's green light, it's everything's ready to go, and I, that's something I truly, truly believe in. Like, create your own world out there because you can do whatever you want in this life, and whether that's baseball, it's strength training, it's business, it's marketing, uh, sales, whatever you want to do. Like, create your own reality because. It's up to you. Like you can do anything you want. I love that you said that, man. And if if you follow Brecken on any social media platform, you see what he does. You see what he posts. He posted the video the other day, which was incredible, just about mindset, man, and just like live, creating your own reality, living in a positive mindset in a positive space, man. And it's awesome because that's firing people up. Like whether you know it or not, whether I know it or not, people are taking value to what you're saying. And they're really taking it to heart because you're changing one person's life. And if you change one person's life, I mean, that's that's worth it for me, especially, man. And something that we're doing with Major League University, and I know you've been a fan of at Missouri and just kind of with now with the Diamondbacks, they have the mental skills coordinators and all that. Um, we're, we're, we've assembled a team to go into college programs as well as high school and kind of all over the world, anybody who's willing to listen and We've got a team that helps athletes with the transition phase, with the business and marketing side, how to maximize what they have in the moment. We've got a team that helps athletes with the peak performance. We get to the identity, the core values, confidence, what makes us tick, how to deal with failure, how to be the best in that in that moment that you can possibly be, how to get out of your own way. And like same as you at Missouri with me at Nevada, we had two different teams that came in and they had two different styles, but they were both peak performance, mental skills people. And they changed my life again because you get to see how you are really in your own way and how you can truly create your own reality and, and create anything you want in this life. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you want, you can achieve it, man. And that's something we continually preach with MLU and, and we want to get into these colleges. We want to get out there and impact these guys because there's such a need for it and people need that reinforcement. I mean, you're dealing with a coach that maybe you don't like or you're dealing with teammates that you might not like or you're having a terrible season and you think your career is over as a freshman. Like, come on. We've got so many things that we let kind of hold us back and hold us down and suffocate us instead of just letting our wings fly, man. I think it was in a... Oh, I forget what movie it is, but the guy goes, hey, man, it's Jaybird, baby. Let me fly. I need my wings. Let me fly. But it's true. It's like, man, let me fly, man. Rip the chains off. All these chains of worry, doubt, fear, anxiety. I'm ripping the chains off, man. And if you could see me in person right now, you'd see me ripping these imaginary chains off my body. (laughs) But it's true, man. Like, rip those chains off. Run through the wall and go after your dreams. Go after what you've always imagined. It's like what Will Smith said, you know. Everybody knows who Will Smith is on. I, I was at a TED Talk, or he did some sort of interview or something. And he said, everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. And like, I mean, that's probably one of the most honest statements anyone could ever make. Like, think about anything you've ever done in your life that after you're like, oh my gosh, that was so freaking awesome. You were probably half scared going into it. Is it going to work? Am I going to live? Whatever it's going to be. It's like riding a roller coaster. You know, just ups and downs, and the highs are so high. But I, that's something that stuck with me. And, you know, just uh, like playing professional baseball, like, not easy, not glamorous by any means. But 
I love every second of it. But if I told you I wasn't scared of the future or like what will happen, I'd be lying to you. Because it goes through my head every day. Like I'm, am I gonna, you know, all those thoughts creep in. Am I gonna make it? Am I good enough? Um, can I make a living doing it? All that stuff comes in. But like you said, making yourself live in a positive mindset, creating that reality that you control is just the biggest thing you can do for yourself in any aspect of life. Yes, sir. You're spot on, man. And, and you don't have to worry about the future too much because whatever happens, man, you've got a job with MLU. You're, you're here on your part of the team, man. We <laughs> love what you're about, man. I am in. But before I ask you some of the last couple questions, man, I want to ask you, kind of switch gears a little bit. You're big into the hunting world, the, the hunting, the fishing game, and, and all that stuff. Man, take us through that. Kind of share with these guys what you're doing with that and and kind of everything, like how that's helped you maybe get away from the game of baseball in the off season and kind of vent in kind of your safe spot. Absolutely, man. No, I'm actually kind of happy you brought that up. I can talk hunting just about as long as I can talk uh, baseball. So, uh, <laughs> let uh, it rip, you know, baby. Let it rip. Fished. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So I hunted and fished, fished um, you know, all growing up and always loved it. Like I loved any any way of being outside in the woods, in the mountains, anything like that. Like, I just want to be there all the time. And so any chance I get, I try and do it. Um, a buddy of mine, Brett Graves, actually, who um, was a big leader with the Marlins last year, and he's in the Marlins organization still today, um, he started a little company called SKG Outdoors uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, and was like, hey, man, like, you want to come hunt this weekend? Like, we'll do some film. Like, it'll be fun. Like, you, you cool with that? I was like, didn't really think much of it. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm, I, can, I can hunt your farm. Like, yeah, this is going to be sick. <laughs> so... You know, I got there and hang out with him for a weekend. He kind of starts spilling the beans of, like, what his plan is, like, of what they want to do with it and stuff like that. He's like, if you're interested, like, you can get in on it. And I was like, dude, I'm in. And I'm one of those guys that, like, I was friends. Like, Brett was a, uh, he's a groomsman at a wedding. So, like, him and I are tied. Like, my friends, like, if you're doing something, you have to do with it. Like, I'll probably just say yes anyway because I just want to work with you. And so, kind of just dove in, like, head first and, it's really kind of taken off, man. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we got a web series coming out this fall. It's called the Diamond Series. You can check it out on Instagram or SKG Outdoors uh, webpage. And honestly, we're just trying to like, bring off like all hunters from all aspects of life, from professional industry to uh, the 12-year-old kid that goes hunting with his dad to, uh, you know, the 45-year-old the hunter that tags out a deer every single year but doesn't have an Instagram or and just got one. And it's just finding us, like, just trying to bring everybody together to kind of spread um, the word of the great outdoors and get everybody outside. It's, it's been a, a crazy experience, man. It truly has. Oh, man, that's incredible. My brother would be a huge fan of that. He loves hunting. Yeah, he loves all up. that. That's awesome. Yeah, and the, the cool thing about it, too, is that it, it was all started on with, like, professional baseball players and stuff like that. Um, when the first year when Brett was starting, he got a chance to go to the ATA show, which is the Archery Trade Association convention, basically the biggest okay. trade show for archery, the archery industry. Um, and he happened to land a bunch of different connections, and everyone was big on the fact that he was a professional baseball player. And it was like, and you know, anybody who's seen it, like Buck Commander with like Chipper Jones and Adam LaRoche and other big leaguers, like they're like, there's there's a market for that, and so. That's where Brett kind of got the idea to kickstart everything. And he, uh, he asked me and a handful of other professional baseball players that would be part, a part of the team and 
kind of grow the show and, and grow the brand. And, dude, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and like I, I'm excited to see where we go this next fall and everything ahead of it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys do, man. We'll get you connected with some guys in Arizona and and get you rolling on on that end. But that's just awesome, man. That you can find something else that you're passionate about as well. Like it's not just all baseball. Like there's other things in this life that bring you happiness and that can help you get away from the game, which I think is so cool, man. And, and keep going after that because that's such a cool field. And maybe I don't know if I'll ever hunt. Maybe you got to take me out, man. I'm not from the south. Like I gotta <laughs> right, get. We can make that happen. No, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get something. Yeah, let's start with casting the rod, man. Maybe we'll go out there and just (laughs) fish a little pond, get my confidence going. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do. But like you said, you know, and uh, above all that, like regardless of anything happens, like I don't make any money doing that, and I don't handle any of the business side anything like Brett does. But um, I'm just happy to be a part of it, and like you said, it gets me away from the game, and it gives me something to look forward to in the off season outside of getting home with my family and all the, you know, the normal stuff. Now I get to go home and I'm like, all right, I get to get my workout in today, which just like in season, I can have a bad workout and get in my head about, am I going to be better next season, all that stuff, et cetera. We've been down that wormhole. But now I can go home and if I do have a bad, bad, uh, you know, workout, bad throwing session, I'm just going to go out, I'm going to go hunt today or I'm going to go fishing or I'm going to go out to the family farm and just, just drive around and hang out or whatever it is because, gives you another outlet to get away in, and gives you another opportunity being, to be in the moment where you're at and separate that from the game. And um, it's something that truly helps me. Oh, man, creating that balance in your life, that's so crucial in all aspects, all areas of your life, man. It's, it's really, really awesome to hear, man. I'm super excited to keep following that and, and seeing the progression that you guys take here in the off season and, and keep that thing going, man. Um, Appreciate but, that. But, dude, before I ask this last question, where can these guys find you on social media? Find me personally? Yeah, you personally. All right, man. Well, I got a Twitter that I pretty much only tweet about movies, <laughs> complain about NBA, complain about NBA basketball, and either root on or complain about Denver Broncos football. That's about it. I don't I don't do a whole lot on Twitter, but if you want some comedy about complaining about the rest in the NBA, uh, some good Bronco tweets or something like that, like I'm your guy. But that's about all I got. A lot of retweets. I'll retweet a lot of funny stuff. So I'm an easy follow. I'll give you some decent content. But not, <laughs> not a whole lot there. I spend uh, I spend most of my time on Instagram, man. I've been trying to grow my personal brand there a little bit, and just um, kind of like you did with uh, MOU, just trying to get myself out there and get myself in a position that hopefully in ten years when I'm done playing baseball, I have opportunities out there. Um, Instagram is just my name, Brecken Williams. That's Brecken with the I. A lot of people will put a D in there, it's an I. And then if you check out in my bio, in my uh, on my Instagram, I have, I created my own website. I got some uh, some baseball training videos up there. I got some hunting videos up there. Um, I got a little blog that I've been writing articles for. And soon to be, I'll have a podcast lab, and I'll put my other bombs on there. Oh, let's go, baby. Let's go. Fire me up, son. Fire me up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had that thought driving today, and I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be sick. That'll be cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. Let's go. No, that's cool. I mean, you guys, go out there. I'll, I'll drop it in the box as well um, in the notes here so people can go see it and, and just click on it. But, um, no, great follow, man. You've got so many good things going on in your life. You're such a great dude. I, I'm, I'm, I missed one. I, I missed one. I do have a YouTube page now. Ooh. I did. 
that's uh, I, I throw it out there because I kind of it's on the website too. You get to once you get on my website, you can get on whatever page you want to get to if it's baseball or hunting, and then you get to. But the YouTube page is just my name again. It'll have uh, I got a little logo with BW and that's three arrows uh, pointing up. So it's not gonna be a, it's not gonna look like a baseball, but you'll be, at least be able to identify me. And my plan with that, uh, just like Instagram, I just want to you know grow a personal following and grow a brand and just kind of show what I'm about. And what I'm about is pitching and throwing hard and hunting. And so right now I got some I got some med ball videos up there for um, all you pitching guys out there that need uh, that need some workouts or some drills to do in season or out of season. And then I also got um, some hunting videos up there where I do you know building arrows or sweating arrows. And I got um, my brother filmed me in a hunt last year where we got to shoot a, a nice doe, and uh, I got that up. Uh, edited and did all the, all the video myself, so it's not that great. But hey, there. <laughs> so if you guys are interested in that, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Let's go. No, it's awesome, man. Good stuff, definitely. So, man, last question. It's kind of deep, but but I think you can handle it, man. And it's what's the legacy that you want to leave on the game? I mean, from when you play into possibly coaching. Like, what's the overall legacy? What do you want to be remembered as uh, on the baseball diamond? And I'm actually glad you asked this question. I've like going through this second little step back of, of injury and stuff. It's really um, you really kind of find out like how much longer you might have to play this game, or uh, you know, it, like everything comes <laughs> comes down hard pretty quick, and you kind of realize that I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Whereas you know, if you're playing every day and healthy, you're like, oh, I'm doing this for the next five or seven years, no doubt. But the legacy that I want to leave is when people talk about me to the friends, to their family, to the kids when they get over, the guys that I play with and whatnot, I want them to say that I was one of the best teammates they ever had, that I always had their back no matter what, and that they knew every day when they showed up to the locker room, I was probably going to be there before them, and I probably already got my work in. Um, and I want them to just um, to tell them that I was the most prepared guy they ever played with. I want to be a guy that... Um, I, I, I've already come to terms with that I'm not the most talented guy. I've come to terms with that a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not the most talented guy. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna wow too many people. But I am. I want to be the most consistent worker and most prepared person on a consistent basis I can. And so, as a player, that's what I want to to be remembered as: is a great teammate and a guy that showed up every day and was. As prepared, I won't anybody that uh, we're going to play against or play with. Brecken, dude, just an absolute stellar human being, man. Unselfish, as unselfish as it gets in a world where so many people are so worried about themselves. You're worried about your teammates. You're worried about making the people around you better. And I think that's why I've been so attracted to you, man. And, like, your personality, dude, it's awesome. And it fires me up that we can connect and continue this relationship from playing together into the real world. And, and obviously in the future, man, there's a lot of great things that are going to happen um, just to see what you're doing now. Take care of business. Get what you need done right now. Make it to the league. Do your thing. But when you're done, man, we've got some big things coming. And I'm super excited to just keep this convo going, man. Excited to, to present this to the people, man. Great job. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Everything you do with Major League Universities is, is stellar, man. Like, every kid out there needs to get on this and understand how important it is. Uh, honestly, man, I'm just super, super honored to be on it. And uh, like you said, uh, we're just getting started on our friendship, man. We got, a lot, we got a long way to go. We got some big things to do. 
Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on the show, Brecken. No problem, bro.